Hey there, and welcome to Ofric. My name's Liara. And I'm Allie. And I have a question for you today. Oh, God, what's your question? Um, would you ever consider joining a cult? Do they got uh, health benefits? Probably not, because it's a cult. I would say generally cults don't provide benefits. They want you to give them your benefits. No. I'm selfish. <laughs> um, have you ever heard something so inspiring so believable or life-changing that you thought about giving up your life for this one thing um do you know that one interview with the kid where he's just like do you ever do you do, 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 and then he do, starts uh, crying yeah oh my god not, that's the only time i felt inspired <laughs> oh my god um but no i've never felt that way so today i'm gonna talk about a cult Okay. Um, a cult, by definition, is a small group of people, typically led by a charismatic and self-appointed leader who controls its members, demanding unwavering devotion to a set of beliefs and practices considered outside the norm of society. It sounds like not a fun time. Also, kind of sounds like a dictatorship, considering he's self-appointed. It kind of is. But I've always, I don't know, cults to me have always been, like, fascinating because I'm just like. Why are you doing that? How, well, that too. But just how is this person able to manipulate these people into following them with unwavering devotion? I mean, isn't it because they prey on people that, like, are already very vulnerable and need something to follow? Kind of like how, um, kind of a weird comparison, but like how people who are in like or have an alcohol addiction or drug addiction will turn to god they just need something to like focus on yes i think it's the same thing basically same people who are down find need to just find something to ground themselves with and just let that lead them i mean basically yeah because you see a lot of like the era that cults were like this the 60s 70s 80s -hmm. A lot of people, these were like movements where people are trying to find themselves, find where they fit in, like people that especially didn't adhere to the social norms. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that typically join. And we'll see that today, um, that they're the ones that join these cults. But like some of the people are normal people. Normal people? Like there was um, a guy that joined, so I'm going to be talking about Heaven's Gate, but there was like a politician who joined, like he was a Republican politician. He wouldn't seem like, or I say normal, but it's like, I guess I mean, society I don't know what normal. was going on behind the scenes. Maybe he yeah. was a completely lost person. That's true. Yeah. But it's I like think on like the normal. outside, mm-hmm. they seem like a, a regular person in society. Oh, uh, okay. See, my, my understanding of that was, here's a very normal person. They're well-adjusted in life. They have a good relationship with their family. They have plenty of friends. They have a great support system. And anytime that they feel any kind of distress, they can they, they don't self-destruct, basically. Yeah. I thought you meant that. But if we're just talking about like general appearance, they look normal. They seem normal. They seem like they wouldn't be involved in these things. Bro, people are crazy in their own homes. I'm I... fucking crazy in my own home. <laughs> But um, we're going to go back to 1972 to a friendship between a man named Marshall Applewhite and Bonnie Nettles. So Marshall Applewhite is a man born on May 17th, 1931 in Spur, Texas. 
He attended universities, um, was going for a career in being a minister because his family was very religious. His father was especially very religious. Um, and I'm pretty sure his father was a minister. And so he wanted to follow in his father's footsteps. Um, he studied philosophy, theology, and was getting or and got a bachelor's degree in 1952. Um, besides wanting to be a minister, he aspired to be an actor and a musician as well. Um, like I said, in his early life, he was very religious and was described as having a magnetic personality as well. Um, he did get married to a woman named Anne Pierce. And they had two children. And in 1954, he was drafted into the military. And his family had moved to Austria for some time before coming back to the United States. Mm -hmm. um, the couple separated, however, in 1965. Um, at that time, he was at a teaching position at the University of Alabama. Um, and the reason he lost his teaching position was that he had pursued a sexual relationship with a male student. Mm, that'll do it so his wife found out about him pursuing this relationship and so she left him and took the kids and as far as i know he never saw his kids again i mean good on her for leaving um around the same time as well he had came out to his parents so he had a realization that he was gay mm -hmm. so he came out to his parents and his parents being the religious people they were were rejected not him. No, they were not. They were not an ally. Um. So in 1965, later that year, he moved to Houston, Texas, to work at the University of Saint Thomas, um, becoming the chairman of the music department. It was reported that he lived an openly gay lifestyle in Houston, mm -hmm. and which is weird. So here's the weird part. So it's reported that he was living like. An openly gay lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. But then he pursued a relationship with a young woman. So, like, basically a beard. Or is he actually interested in the woman? I think he was actually actually interested in her. Um, but her family was very religious. So mm -hmm. she ended up rejecting his advances. And this caused him to become very depressed. Gotcha. I mean, I guess if her perception of him was that he was gay mm -hmm. then she wouldn't want to bring that into her own life because it would be perceived as bad no matter what by her parents and her community yeah he was that openly like out and about about it that that was a weird way to say it um yikes sounds like he's more pan than anything probably Bye. i don't know just stop pursuing your students that's it that's weird well, so in 1971, he ended up resigning from the university and moved to New Mexico. But then he went to Houston another a short time later. Mm -hmm. But the reason he resigned was he was having mental distress and he again pursued a relationship with a male student. Stop. That's and so an abuse of power. <laughs> but yeah, so he ended up leaving that position. And that's allegedly what had happened as well, was that he was pursuing another relationship. Um, around this time as well, his father had died. And so all these events 
like caused him to become severely depressed. His debts were growing and he had begun to ask family and friends for money. So he was borrowing money from people, but was unable to pay it back. Um, so this is where it's kind of like, I've read multiple things where it's like the reason for his hospital visit. So he was visiting a hospital and according to him, it was to visit a friend According to other sources, he was getting um, like mental treatment to try to change his sexuality. And reportedly around this time as well, he was hearing voices in his head. Um, But after this supposed hospital visit, he was never the same again. So he really like his personality changed, his Mm -hmm. views changed, all that stuff. Um, So let's look at the young or the woman. So Bonnie Nettles was born August 29th, 1927 in Houston, Texas. Um, she grew up to become a registered nurse and married to a man named Joseph Siegel Nettles in December 1949. Um, Bonnie and Joseph were reported to have a decent marriage and they had four children. However, in 1972, their marriage became a little rocky. Um, Bonnie began to take interest in the occult. She was performing seances and frequently was saying that she spoke with a 19th century monk named Brother Francis who gave her instructions on her daily life. So she would consult with this spirit of this monk mm-hmm. to make decisions for her life and like daily things. Gotcha. I feel like Francis is the most like stereotypical monk name or like religious name. Yeah, it's like, very mm-hmm. common. It's like saying, yeah, John Smith down the road. John Smith was my best friend in high school. Just very, very typical to say. It's oh, an yeah. Easy name to think Francis. of. Francis. Francis. Um, she also began to go to a fortune teller who told her she would meet a man with fair complexions and light hair who was tall. Um, so in March 1972 is when Nettles and Applewhite would meet. Um, according to Nettles' daughter, she who worked at the theater at the time where Applewhite would put on like weekend children's shows, um, Applewhite had accompanied an injured person to the hospital where Nettles had worked. So they ended up meeting that way. Mm-hmm. Another report was that as he was visiting the hospital for whatever the reason was, mm-hmm. and... That's how they met was that either way they met in a hospital. Okay. So whether he was there seeking mental treatment or he was like, he was there accompanying an injured friend. It depends on the source you read. He was at a hospital. Yes. They were both at a hospital. Wow. Weird for a nurse to be at a hospital, but okay. Um, so they formed a friendship because they bonded over their shared interest in the occult and theosophy Theosophy. I I look at that word and I'm just like, it looks like such a weird word to me. Is it like theosophy? Theosophy. I think that that's the that's the. I word. don't know what that word means, but okay. I, that's what it sounds. Well, what it sounded like coming out of your mouth in my brain. <laughs> well, it's the philosophy behind mysticism, spiritualism, and metaphysics. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's theosophy. Yeah, <laughs> it's like philosophy. I was trying to hook on phonics it and I failed. It's okay. I fail at a lot of things. 
So Nettles had explained to Applewhite that the voices he was hearing in his head were divine spirits who were telling him that he would be a divine teacher and that their meeting was um, predicted by extraterrestrials. Where's Francis in all this? (laughs) (laughs) She's the one telling her. (laughs) Um, Applewhite was convinced that Nettles and him were soulmates not in a romantic sense, but like in a platonic soulmate connection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's that's become really popular with like TikTok. The whole soulmate twin flame. There's like another one. I don't think I'm on that side of TikTok, but I've I've definitely heard it before. I get that a lot. I'm just like, wow. Must be nice. Which a twin flame is supposed to be like your most toxic relationship that they still hit you up and like, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Oh, ew. But anyways... I digress. Um, and that they were soulmates and had met each other for a past life because he said when he first met her, it was like he had known her forever, like for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Um, they began to meet regularly to discuss these ideas that they shared. And so eventually Nettle's husband left her and took the children. And because he was just like, I don't want to deal with this. I'm out. Um. So after a short time, Applewhite and Nettles moved in together. Um, their relationship strictly being platonic and non-sexual. Um, Applewhite allegedly was struggling with his homosexual urges around this time. Um, he had cut off his family as well. And the two of them, and to the two of them, nothing mattered more than these ideals they were sharing. So they were really just brainstorming these philosophy ideas, these religious ideas, these ideas of extraterrestrials and all that type of stuff. Um, So they decided that they had a divine mission. Um, So they started traveling around in 1973, sleeping in the car, selling their blood or doing whatever odd jobs they could find to continue traveling and um, teaching their ideas to people. During this time, they would also read various religious texts and sci- and watch sci-fi movies or like um, read sci-fi novels. Mm-hmm. And so they came to believe that they were the two witnesses described in the book of Revelations. So are you familiar with that? Mm, no, I don't think so. So in Revelations, there are said to be two witnesses. Um I think so one of the name or one of the pair of names is Enoch and Elijah. The other one is Moses and Elijah who warn of the upcoming rapture. Um, These two, however, these two are however martyred for warning people, Um, but they are then resurrected and taken up into the kingdom of heaven on a cloud. Sounds cozy. Okay. I feel like when you say Moses, it's a, the same Moses. It is not of, the same Moses. It is no, not. No, okay. It's a dis- different Moses. Okay. Mm, Moses Jr. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, anyways, go on, please. Um, and so Nettles and Applewhite turned that cloud into a spaceship. And they were the two witnesses meant to teach about the end mm-hmm. of the world. They're stressing me out. <laughs> <laughs> I can see the stress on your face. Um, So in June 1973, they found their mission entirely and wrote pamphlets. Um, 
they were alluding to Applewhite being Jesus because they were they're basically saying that he was put here to spread the word of this of this like belief that they had and what they were teaching so wait he got upgraded from witness to jesus well no he's still a witness they still refer to themselves as witnesses but they're alluding to the fact that he is like jesus without saying he is jesus oh okay totally different but okay okay yeah so they would refer to themselves as the two and would tell others they would join them like so if they're trying to get you to join they would say you would get to work with us on the spaceship that's coming hard pass guys <laughs> <laughs> um at first no one believed them mm-hmm. because you know yeah, this is a very, kind of far-fetched this is a very crazy idea um, in 1974, however, a woman by the name of Sharon Morgan believed them. She abandoned her family to join the two, but she returned home a month later. Um, around this time, Applewhite and Nettles were arrested for credit card fraud because even though, like, at the time, Sharon was letting them use her credit card, mm-hmm. I guess later, I don't know if the husband reported them or Sharon reported them. But they were just saying they used her card fraudulently. So they ended up getting arrested. The charges were dropped. But in August 1974, Applewhite was arrested for theft of a rental car. And that was the car that they had been traveling around sleeping in. Oh, geez. So they've had a good while. Yes. And he went to prison for six months. His defense was that he was divinely authorized to take the car. Hey, guys, it's fine if I take this car. I'm Jesus Christ himself. No, sir. That's not how that works. That is exactly how that that's works. That's not how that works, Allie. I want to use that now. <laughs> so in late 1974, when he was released from jail, you would think time apart from Bonnie Nettles, he would think about and like reflect on... Like, what he was doing and what what they were talking about when he was believing, right? Like, mm-hmm. he would do that, right? No. <laughs> well, he did, he did reflect on what they were preaching to people. Mm-hmm. But he came out believing it ten times harder. Like, he just doubled down on these beliefs that they had. And so... But he wanted to shift the conversation from, so before they were still talking about the occult and like extraterrestrials and religion. Mm -hmm. So now they were dropping the occult and focusing on extraterrestrials and the evolution of humans. And not like the evolution is in like natural evolution over the... Like the progression of humans? Yeah, no. This was like a spiritual evolution that they wanted to talk about. Okay. Go on. So they decided, so he was out of jail, they're mm-hmm. reunited, and he decided, or they both decided they want to contact extraterrestrials. Um, and they actually started to gain followers and they would they had started to hand out pamphlets and ads for meetings and name their followers the crew. What is this? A TV show now? Yes. Oh, my God. 
Do you think that people started following them because of aliens or because of them? I think around this time, aliens were very popular. They were so it's gaining, probably aliens then. They were gaining popularity. Oh, those crazy little guys. <laughs> um, probably. And also, I mean, just in general, a lot of people are looking for like-minded individuals. Because mm-hmm. it's not like nowadays where you could go anywhere and say, do you believe in ghosts? And in Not me group, at work. <laughs> a group at five people, three of them will be like, oh, hell yeah. Like, they'll either agree or disagree mm-hmm. or, like, join in on the topic. Yeah. So it's more popular nowadays to talk mm-hmm. about aliens, ghosts, conspiracy theories, all that yeah. stuff. As a side note, I literally looked at one of my coworkers. It, it was myself, him, and then like a couple of other people at um, my work's lunch table. Mm-hmm. I just looked at him and I was like, do you believe in the supernatural? <laughs> Full stop. That's it. That was my question. Everyone just stopped eating and looked at me like, why are you asking this? They're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, I just want to know. Okay. So they started to hold meetings and now instead of them being represented or no, instead of them being the witnesses, Mm -hmm. now they were representatives from another planet. Ma'am, sir, we have your birth certificates here. What do you mean? (laughs) On top of that, they wanted to recruit people to join them in on their grand experiment where their followers and them would be taken to the next level. What does that mean? You're going to explain what that means? I Do they explain. even know what that means? No. So basically what it is, is you're prepping your body. So originally, and we'll get into later to what it evolved to later, but originally it was that your body and soul would be taken to the next plane of existence, kind of, okay. which they called heaven. And so, I mean, that's basically you're reaching the next level of human evolution, which was this next godly plane. Okay. So you'll no longer need, well, they said, and I'll talk about it later, but they said you would get nourishment from pure sunlight. Um, You would no longer need to have like sex or anything like that. You would be Mm -hmm. a genderless being existing among god sounds like they're just barbie dolls and basically yeah also the whole like nourishment from the sun just reminds me of um those breatharian people Mm. that just believe that they can only they they just breathe or like they take in sunlight and that's how they feed themselves is that the and that's all they claim but I, i call bullshit is that like the people that charge their buttholes a part of me. <laughs> Have you like they, they they put they their butts up to the sun and yeah, spread they it. Literally, like, ch- like it's like sunbathing, but yeah, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. for their butthole. Yeah, and it, it's supposed to energize them or something. I don't know. Um, this is the first time I'm hearing this, and I'm so sad that I'm here today. <laughs> um, My I, sister and I, I joke I, about it all the time. <laughs> it's probably around the same vein. I don't think they're the same people. I just know that breatharians are the ones who claim that they don't take nourishment from actual food. It's just from like breathing and the sun and that's it. 
they are very thin people, but I don't believe that they are just taking in nutrients that way. I bet they're drinking like smoothies or something. They have to be. Absolutely. I mean, they wouldn't be able to survive without nourishment. Even if they don't want solid foods, Mm -hmm. they have to be getting some sort of... Raw vegans itself is another vein. And I'm like, how could you live without warm food? But anyways, we're not going to... We're going to get off this tangent. Some people, man. Yeah. Um... So during their meetings, Applewhite was the main speaker while Nettles would just like clarify things or like if someone had a question, mm-hmm. she would interject and like, um, actually, that's what she would do. Yes. Basically. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know anything about what you're saying. <laughs> um, so originally they were named Anonymous Sexholics Celibate Church. Wow, that's a that's definitely a name. Yes. What did they shorten it to? But they changed it to Human Individual Metamorphosis. Human Individual Metamorphosis. For some reason, it's making me think kind of like Power Rangers. I think it's a metamorphosis. I know. I, every time I read Metamorphosis, I was like, that makes me think of Animorphs. Is that what it's called? Oh, no. I mean, they're they're also evolving. Yes. That would just make, made me think of that book series. And I was like, dang, that was a good book series. Did you know that the artist for the Animorphs um, book covers, um, he also takes requests and commissions. So if we wanted to, we could commission him to change this into an animal. Personally, kind of want to be a porcupine. Oh, I just wanted to be a dinosaur. Oh, that'd be really cool, too. Just have yourself shift to that. And I'll find out um, where we can do that, but I'm pretty sure he's still taking commissions. I hope he's on Patreon or something like that. Or what is the other one? OnlyFans? No, no. <laughs> no, I was not thinking that at all. I mean, it's basically a, a Patreon subscription service. Yeah. We'll take this off. <laughs> all right. We're yeah. going to go research this. But they also had another theory, which we have heard before. Mm-hmm. They are fellow ancient astronaut theorists um, because they taught the idea that ancient astronauts visited planet Earth to bring the cure to bring the current beings of humanity to ancient civilizations. And they were going to return to reap the har- to reap their harvest and that harvest being the spiritually enlightened individuals of the human race. Oh God, it co- all comes back to fucking ancient alien <laughs> theorists. I read that and I was like, ancient astronaut. You gave me that theorist. look and I was like, God, no, please don't say it. Yes. Um, so these individuals who were reaped in the harvest would join the spaceship crews. Um, these chosen few would be escaping the suffering um, of humanity while the rest of the individuals left on earth would be suffocated by the atmosphere, which would be poisoned by human corruption. Mm. I've never heard of that type of pollution. Never. No, it's not currently happening. I mean, I hope not. I've been breathing in this air like crazy today. And their followers would be able to reach this state because they start, they would be following the teachings that Applewhite and Nettles were bestowing upon them. 
1975, they began going by the names of Bo and Peep, believing themselves to be shepherds the of their flock. What the fuck? <laughs> I, okay, I mean, you know, okay, if it's the bill. Did they explain why? Other than like shepherds? No, but okay, before this, I don't know where, I just remembered. I don't know how it got deleted, but they also went by the nicknames Guinea and Pig. What the fuck? Yeah. Just wait. The nicknames don't stop for them. I mean, it's comedic at this point. Like, Guinea and Pig? Really? Bo and Peep? They were... What is this, a, a nursery rhyme? They were executing in a grand experiment. It's still silly. It doesn't stop the fact that it's silly. It is very yeah. silly. Some of the nicknames, I was like, okay. Okay. Shoot me. Um, so this same year, 1975, they gave a talk to a metaphysical group ran by Clarence Klug, um, where they now called themselves, oh, here it is, Guinea and Pig. So Guinea being Applewhite, Marshall Mm -hmm. Applewhite, and Pig being, um, Bonnie Nettles to 80 people, um, in a Studio City home. Um, the home belonged to Joan Culpepper. Um, so in this meeting... They were a little more stern and like somber and were explaining to the group that they were going to be assassinated and those who joined them would be able to go with them on a spaceship to heaven. Um, They got 30 people to join them this night. Okay. And Joan Culpepper, who was in attendance that night and was also, you know, the owner of the home um, because she was good friends with Clarence um, Klug. Um. She was she was the one that got a majority of the people to attend this meeting because a majority of them were her friends. Um, and she was there. Are, she's been interviewed about this. And she said in the interviews that she was amazed about how these 30 friends of hers were planning to go with um, Applewhite and Nettles on like a trip up mm-hmm. to the or up the Oregon coast. Um, so Culpepper decided to follow her friends because she felt guilty. She had led them to this meeting because, you know, she told them about the meeting and she felt something was off about the two. So she would go on to follow them to Oregon, from Oregon to Wyoming. But after six weeks, Culpepper and another member were left behind in Arizona because um, Nettles and Applewhite got tired of their constant questioning of their beliefs. Um, from this point forward, Culpepper would start to speak out against the cult and she became known as Judas to the group. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, he thinks he's Jesus. But he's just not saying it. <laughs> and I'm, what the fuck is wrong with him? A lot of things. Don't answer things. that. A lot of things. Don't answer that. Stop. <laughs> and so for some time, Applewhite and Nettles traveled with their followers. Um, so they had originally met in Oregon and then started traveling to like Wyoming and different states like Arizona. Um, they they had convinced their followers to sell all their worldly, worldly possessions um, and buy 
April 1975, they stopped having public meetings. Um, the members were also to adopt more biblical names. And then after telling them to adopt more biblical names, they started telling them to adopt two syllable names ending in O-D-Y. And the three consonants had to be the first syllables of the names. So like J-M-M-O-D. J, wait, what? J-M-M. So the three consonants. Mm -hmm. And then O-D-Y. Jamodi? Jamodi, yeah. Or I had put (laughs) B-L-L-O-D-Y. Bloody. Um, My first thought was Cody. I was like, is that? Well, it has to be three. Yeah. So just put three C's. (laughs) Cody. (laughs) Oh, boy. Yes. Uh, Is there a reasoning behind that? It just seems so bizarre to say, oh, it needs to end in O-D-Y. And you need whatever you said at the beginning. (laughs) The three constants? Yes. (laughs) I think it was just to... I don't know. I think it was either to exert power over them mm-hmm. or See how just, far they can go. just make them more uniform in nature. Mm-hmm. Because you'll see as it progresses, they're trying to get more and more uniform mm-hmm. and more genderless, um, un, you not unique. Like, what is that? It's like bland. Not bland. They won't, no, no, no. Not unique. Like, so I'll look not, up a synonym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they just want them to all be conformed. And so around this time, Applewhite and Nettles had rebranded themselves as Doe and Tea. Doe and Tea? Yes. What What is that supposed to sound like? Doe, Tea? Dote? No, Do-y? just Doe and Tea. It's just dough and tea. Yep. Um, by 1976, they were now 100 members strong and would sleep in remote campgrounds. And, like, they would try to keep their followers, like, to keep to themselves mm-hmm. and not interact, like, if anybody else was in the campgrounds. Um, and they really encouraged their followers and themselves as well to shed all earthly possessions, and just live for their religion. Um, they required their followers to basically conform to what they're going to look like. Mm-hmm. And they were to give up their gender, sexuality, family ties, facial hair, and any other characteristics that made them unique. Yikes. Okay, so yeah, it's getting worse. Um, I did try to look up an antonym for unique. I couldn't find one other than like ordinary, regular. I was thinking atypical, but that doesn't seem right. Um, I tried to look up an antonym for, oh, fudge, uh, for individual, common, indefinite, ordinary. None of those sound right, right? No. I know what you're trying to say, and I can't come up with a word either. Pause. (laughs) Maybe you can find it. (laughs) I guess they're all just like uniform. I mean, uniform is a good word. I'm pretty sure that was it. (laughs) 
So the reason they wanted them to become like these uniform beings was because to reach the evolutionary level above human, so Tila, they couldn't bring anything with them. So no earthly possessions, no... They later taught that you wouldn't have like sexual organs in your new state. You wouldn't have any of that. Um, so the state of being that you reached was metaphysical in another universe and they would get their nourishment from pure sunlight and would finally meet their version of God. Um, there was another race of aliens they believed to be corrupting the human population and leading um, humans astray and they were known as the Luciferians um, making themselves appear as gods to humans um, to prevent them from reaching this advanced state. Um, around this time, um, T and Doe were no longer representing themselves as representatives for extraterrestrials. They were now said to be walk-ins. So I guess this was big in the spiritual community as walk-ins, which is that their soul is no longer in their body and it, it had been replaced by an extraterrestrial soul. So kind of like possession where a demon possessed a human, a walk-in is like another soul just kind of like walked, walked into in. your body. Oh, um, I was thinking more along the lines of, hello. Um, I used to really love Twilight and Stephanie Meyer. And she had a book called The Host where like a parasite would enter oh, somebody's mind mm -hmm. and take over their body and everything. So that's where my mind went to first, not possession. No, yeah, it was, it was more like a possession kind of thing. Mm. They basically just had new souls in their bodies. Um, and they started to tell their followers that the story attached to the human soul had been erased, erased and now they were on a new path to reach this next level. And so Doe, being Marshall Applewhite, um, started saying further that the extraterrestrial that had occupied the body of Jesus Christ was now occupying his body. Okay, now he's getting... Yes, now he's, he's, now he's getting into it. Basically saying he's Jesus. Um, around this time, they had also became an, an official religious movement, um, but their followers were starting to note some changes within their leaders. Um, in June 1976, they had promised their followers a UFO visit in the Medicine Bow National Forest in Wyoming, but last minute said it was canceled and started just splitting their followers into small groups called star clusters. During this time, they had begun to emphasize um, themselves being the sources of truth. And they were the only ones that could have like any revelation. So, you know, like you see some cults where... God, I forget the name of it. I forget the name of the one that was in Hawaii, but that one would take their their followers on like spiritual walks mm -hmm. and want them to have like this spiritual experience where they really get like enlightenment and all that stuff. T and Doe didn't want their followers to have that. They were just like, we're the only ones who have revelations. We're the only ones that come up with the new ideas. Like you guys don't do shit. You just follow. Yes. Um, 
I don't know who you're talking about in Hawaii. I, the first one that came up was Buddha Field. I don't know if that's right. No, I don't remember the names. I'll look it up later. I'll most likely go over them one day. Um, but during this time as well, or like, they were really start, starting to tell their followers that they couldn't form close relationships amongst each other. So that's another thing with other cults. You see that the followers form relationships. They form bonds. Mm-hmm. Some of them may even have romantic relationships amongst themselves. Um, but they didn't really want that with their followers. So they just kind of had to be on their own, lose all their individuality, basically not speak unless spoken to. Yes. Be part of the whole, yeah. not an individual. So they took that whole like cut off their contact to the outside world to like the extreme, to like the upteenth level. Yes. Um, and they also required them to show flexibility. Um, I can do the splits. Toward, no. <laughs> <laughs> Towards their constantly shifting requests. So basically, whatever they requested about of you, no matter when, mm-hmm. you basically had to do it. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a toxic work environment. But what's interesting is that, so they did have them become dependent upon tea and dough. So tea and dough just basically made them dependent upon them for information, kinship, finances, anything else that they basically needed as a human being. Um, they wanted to them to be like, kind of like a child, I was thinking, mm-hmm. where it's like, I depend on you for everything. And they were simply to obey them as their leaders. Mm. But followers did not see them as like dictators or authoritarians or anything like that. Okay. They saw Doe as like a, a laid back father figure. And a lot of them actually enjoyed his teachings and he kind of gave them the illusion of choice because he would give them a choice and tell them they were free to make whatever choice they wanted but he told them his preferred choice. So he's like implying, hey, or he's saying, hey, I want you to do, you can do X or Y, mm-hmm. but I want you to do X. Yes. But it's up to you to to yes. figure that out. You can do X or Y, but you know, in my opinion, X, you should yes, do X. Basically. Okay. Or he would just like um, say they can disobey or go against their will if they wanted to which is bad yes they'll be a bad boy if they do that mm-hmm. i don't know why i said it like that um in the late 70s they had also received a mysterious amount or a mysteriously large sum of money believed to be an inheritance from a follower mm-hmm. i would just say if i died and my child gave their inheritance to a cult, I would be pissed. <laughs> I would be a pissed ghost. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I thought you meant the person who was in the cult died and left their inheritance to... No, no, no. I think it was that a follower inherited some money and gave the money to them. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I figured after. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's terrible yeah 
So they basically took, if anybody had a job, they would give their paycheck to them. Mm -hmm. Were they all living together at this point? Yes, they would travel together. Um, It was reported that they had started to sleep on the streets and beg on the streets for money. That some of them would. Yeah. Um, But they did rent out houses occasionally in some states. Um, and then also a part of their dynamic is that they would make drastic changes or tell them last minute instructions, um, such as a time in Texas, they made their followers wait outside all night long, um, waiting for a UFO. And then in the morning, they stated that this was a test for their followers. It was never even a UFO, huh? No. Wow. Rude. Um, They were very selective in choosing their followers and secretive of their lifestyle. Um, And under the guise of like preparing their followers for the next level, they would coordinate their disciples days down to the last minute. Those who couldn't handle it were asked to leave, but they did provide them like some financial assistance upon their departure. How kind of them. Yes. Mm -hmm. They didn't really care about how many people they had following them. So like you see Jim Jones, he wanted as many people as possible. He wanted this great big congregation. They didn't care about that. They more cared about how devoted their followers were to them. Mm. It's not about the quantity. It's about the quality. Yeah. What's interesting is in the 1980s, the followers were allowed to start contacting their families occasionally, and many held jobs specifically with computers or as mechanics. Um, By 1983, they even allowed some of their followers to visit their families for Mother's Day, but told them that they had to tell their family that they were studying computers at a monastery, which to me, I would be like, that sounds sus. A monastery. You're studying computers. I wouldn't take any of their lessons. Just going to put that out there. And so part of this was to prove to others that like their followers were there of their own free will. Because it's like, look, we're letting them go and they're coming back. <laughs> they're free range, guys. <laughs> Um, Sadly, in 1983, Nettles was diagnosed with cancer, which resulted in one of her eyes having to be removed. Um, The doctor, however, told her that the cancer had spread. Um, She, however, told the doctors that, or no, told her followers that the doctors were ignorant. And Nettles and Applewhite believed that they could not die. They believed that they would evolve together to the next level. Yeah, she'll just regrow that eye back. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Did she, and I guess this isn't really that relevant, but I'm just wondering, like, was she an eye patch girly? Did she have, like, a glass eye? Personally, if I was in her position, I'd do the eye patch. That'd be really cool. I don't know. I didn't see her one. I've never seen a photo of her without one of her eyes. She probably had a glass eye then. Oh, one of the searches is Bonnie Nettle's eye. Yeah, no, there's no photo of her without her eye. 
I'm just going to chalk it up to she had a glass eye. I was going to say, I'm sure she embraced her no eye. So, on June 19th, 1985, so about two years later, um, Bonnie Nettles died of cancer at Parkland Memorial Hospital in Dallas, Texas. She was using the alias of Shelley West while she, during her time in the hospital. Um, she was cremated and spread over a lake in Texas. And so... This had some of their followers questioning Nettles' death because according to T and Doe, they had already reached, so them had already reached the a higher level, being the representatives for extraterrestrials, and they were told that they could not die. Are they going to spend a, a, a lie or I guess... He is going to spread. Uh, is he going to like spread a lie that? Oh, she didn't need her body anymore. Well, mm. he first says that Nettles was left behind due to her vehicle being broken down. So they just like, oh, we just left her behind. Mm-hmm. Um, he then said that her work was done and she had ascended to the next level, but would continue to help him um, with the work that he still had to do on Earth. So this is a key shifting point for Applewhite and the religion as a whole, because now he was teaching that the body was not going to go with them when they ascended, where before it was like body and soul and everything went with you. Mm -hmm. Now he was saying the body was merely a vessel that would be discarded when you ascended into heaven. He also started to become paranoid of attacks against the group, starting to avoid um, newer members they would recruit, he wouldn't really want to talk with them because he believed them to be infiltrators and fearing that the government would come in and raid them. Um, his teachings in general became more and more apocalyptic and that the earth was an overgrown garden that was going to be recycled soon, um, saying humans were brainwashed by Lucifer, especially with their sexual urges and, um, and especially around 1988, when alien alien abduction was a hot topic, he was teaching about this idea that like people were corrupt and like, um, like they were just being driven by their sexual urges and other corrupt like bodily needs. Um, they did send information about their group to different new age groups to spread this idea. And I think that's how they would recruit people mm-hmm. is that especially in the early days, they would, they would teach some Christian, like, well, especially with the Jesus thing ideals and they recruited from other religious groups. So now I think they're trying to recruit from other new age groups. Mm-hmm. Um, The group settled down in 1990, starting their own business called Higher Source, even making a website to recruit more followers and get monetary support that way. Um, They also started to make money creating websites for others. In 1992, they taped a 12-part video series. Um, Oops. Oh, no, I lost it. Oh. In 1992, they taped a 12-part video series of their ideas which is basically like their initiation tapes. Um, I did watch the tapes online and I can send you the links for the tapes. They're very 
off-putting. What does what does that mean? It's just like he's there. Marshall Applewhite, Doe, yeah, is discussing or like not even discussing, telling you about their ideas. Um, he starts off by saying that they're going. He's going to discuss the most urgent thing on people's minds, which is Earth being recycled, and that you only have one chance to leave this Earth and survive with him. Um, he explains that everything is a cycle with a beginning and an end, and that this cycle is beginning again, and where this group is in that cycle. Um, he also claims his father is an evolutionary being and gave him birth into the kingdom of God, that God-level existence, so heaven. Um, he is implying more and more that he is Jesus, because he does touch upon Jesus Christ and what he teaches. And he says that the mind from Jesus is the mind in him. Um, he's saying that the earth is a stepping stone to evolve to the next evolution. And that in the seventies, his father came with him to give him and his followers, these bodies to be able to get them into heaven. And then he, so this is like the introduction, basically. This is like the first part. There's 12 parts. I didn't watch all 12 parts. Mm-hmm. I just watched the introduction. But he follows that, or he kind of wraps up his intro to his essay by saying, what you believe is on you, but he is going to explain what he believes. It feels like that whole like, oh, make your choice, but I would do this thing. Yes. So he's just doing this to the masses now. And what gets me is that his eyes are so wide. He does not blink the entire time. And he's just like making direct eye contact. Even when he's like tilting his head Mm -hmm. in different directions, it looks like his eyes are not moving at all. Ew. Um, What was uh, the name of that lady? I was going to say next one on. Um, Oh, Nixium? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. It's similar vibes. <laughs> yes, very similar. But they had a lot of sexual abuse too. Oh wait, no, 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 that not that one, not that one. I'm sorry. Um, Elizabeth Holmes, the the lady who like tricked the whole pharmaceutical industry. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Her, yeah. yeah. Uh, that's who I was thinking of. Not, not okay, Nixium. No I think they have something similar in their names that makes me think that it's Nixium for her company. Mm-hmm. But. I hate that whole unblinking thing. Just like, stop staring at me. I don't like. Aren't your eyes dry? How are you doing this? Um, he goes on to say that those who follow their teachings would be able to reach the evolutionary level above human. But he does say that um, this next level does have flesh bodies similar to humans, but they're different. They're the same, but different. He's not like other humans. He's different. Yeah. Um, He also addresses the fact that extraterrestrials around this time are depicted as grotesque beings. um, But they see them more as fallen angels. And I kind of lost. I was like trying to pay attention to what I was saying, but I was like, you're losing me, guy. Like, I don't get what you're trying to say right now. Can I just say when people go, well, when there are people out there in the world who have kind of more far-fetched ideas, 
kind of like this guy. Where they just try to prove their point by just continuously talking. They lose a lot of people. Because they're talking in circles. They're talking about these weird, con- these concepts that make no sense. Yeah. So, like, I don't fault you. I'd probably be, like, brain dead at this point. Just like, huh? Yeah, he was sure. starting to lose me. So, I was like, I don't think I need to watch your entire video, 12-part video. No. I'm bored. I'm going to go watch cat videos instead. Mm-hmm. Um, their membership dropped, however. So, they were, like, 100 strong at one point. Mm-hmm. By the 90s, they were just 26 strong. <laughs> oh, yeah, they dwindled. Um, they took on the name Total Overcomers Anonymous in 1993, um, taking out an ad in USA Today warning of the apocalypse that was about to happen. Um, this did gain them a few followers, some of them being former members. In early 1995, the group purchased lands in Manzano, New Mexico to build a compound. So they were using like tires and uh I forget the other material to try to build like a compound. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like, how are you going to build a house out of tires? There's a hole in that. Yeah. Um, but they abandoned it in April, 1995. Oh my gosh. <laughs> was I born yet? <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I don't have an exact date. <laughs> I could have, I might not have. We'll never know. Um, there also was an emphasis around this time as well as su- on suppressing sexual urges because sex was the most powerful thing binding humans to their bodies. Um, I mean, kind of agree. Sure, why not? On the next level, their bodies would have no sexual or- organs and there was no marriage in heaven. So just no sex at all. No marriage at all. Um, Are there friendships? No. Jesus, don't. I'm just kidding. Don't say it like that. <laughs> there's no friends here. Um, I don't know about that. But there's just. I mean, no considering sex. how he's leading it, probably no friends either. No relationships. I was going to say, would you want friends if you couldn't have sex with at least one of them? I mean, that's not why I make friends. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you have that one friend that eventually becomes more than a friend. Hmm. No thanks. Okay. There are some days that I'm just like, am I? Am I okay? Am I? Am I asexual? <laughs> I am not. Are you? I don't no. think so. Maybe aromantic. <laughs> I was gonna say that's a topic for another day. <laughs> yeah. Let's bring. Let's bring this podcast to my next therapy session. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no. So Doe and eight other men would go on to get castrated to be able to reach that next level and help them um, with any sexual urge they may have. They did what? Um, They went and got castrated. Um, The first member to be, because you know, Doe can't go first, right? No, no, he's he's got to test the waters first. Um, Almost died because of the procedure because it was performed by one of the former nurses of the group and it was, of course, unsuccessful. Um, one member had witnessed this horrific operation and ended up leaving the group. I mean, I think a lot of people should have at this point. Yes. The rest went to Mexico because they couldn't find a doctor here in the United States that would do it. So they went to Mexico and found a doctor over there that would do it for them. 
Um, this time as well, Doe had the members wear similar clothing and haircuts to reinforce them being a non-sexual family. Um, they then took on the name Heaven's Gate, dropping their previous name of Total Overcomers Anonymous. Um, the approaching comet Hale-Bopp was, so that was just like discovered, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it was said to reveal the secrets to their salvation and how they'll ascend into heaven. Um, this was in 1996. And Applewhite believed that Nettles was on a spaceship in the trail of the comet. Um, they would be taken to heaven on this spaceship. And he believed that the government was trying to hide the truth of what the comet was. I mean, agree that the government is hiding things. Of I don't course. think about the comet, though. Yeah, no. Mm. It's just a, a comet. It's pretty. Okay. I don't know if you saw me have, like, this thousand-yard-long stare just now. Um, but I had another thought about, like, the whole, like, oh, we're sexless beings. We don't do that. Uh -huh. I'm pretty sure there is a practice where women's vaginas are sewn up, too. Was that ever considered? I didn't read about that. Probably not. I think there's a lot of internal things that made him want to just have men get castrated, but not women, I guess, be not castrated, but, you know, forced to not have sex anymore. Mm -hmm. I also wonder, like, what was his perspective on breasts? Because they're technically a secondary sexual organ. Secondary yeah yeah um so they're not for sex but they're there because it helps with child care hence the secondary thing well i mean i don't think any of them were having kids i know I, <laughs> but that's what i'm saying like if he's castrating the penises off of men mm -hmm. would he have had if if he i guess would had a lot less thing of a thing towards men would he have also given women again like stitching up their vaginas or something and then would he have decided that breasts were too sexual so they needed to have them removed so that everybody looks the same i wonder if or did everybody just have like flat chest didn't think about what was in the women's pants they did wear like plain black shirts and sweatpants yeah, but you know. So I think they were trying to look as amorphous. <laughs> yeah, a gender. Mm -hmm. I get you, but I mean, again, like I'm, I'm just telling you. Sometimes the boobs cannot be hidden by a swatter. I know. So that that's just what I'm thinking. I'm like, I think that's why I'm just saying, like, he has something against him being a man that is that sexualizes men because he likes men. I think he's also just starting to go off the deep end Probably. because his closest confidant died oh yeah he's not dealing with that trauma very well and i feel like if she was mate. alive he might have never gotten castrated maybe you never know um, but yeah um by october 1996 they rented out a mansion in paseo victoria um, which is in rancho santa fe in san diego Cali county california they nicknamed this mansion it was a mansion um the monastery 
and their rent was $7,000 a month. I mean, that's how much rent is here in California normally. Uh, no, that was pro- it's probably like $10,000 now a month. For a one bedroom, no, for a studio apartment. <laughs> <laughs> probably. Oh, God. That's um, a nightmare. It's a nightmare, guys. It is. Um, Two members spoke of their time at the monastery, speaking of how many members never left the mansion and one attempting to get a job but not being hired due to being seen as crazy for being part of this cult. Uh, I was going to say community, but I was like, it's cult. It's a cult. It's a cult. At this point, it's a cult. Um, Around this time as well, which I didn't know insurances covered this. But they took out an insurance policy, which would cover 50 members of the group. Um, And what the insurance policy covered was the abduction, impregnation, or death due to extraterrestrials, which would pay out $1 million per person. A couple of things here. One, what insurance is this? Because I just, I just want to talk. That's I know. It. I'm just like, I just want to talk. What is this? Why? I just talk to you, insurance broker. I mean, like, why would they even offer that? Because somebody can just claim it. I would say, okay, I did immediately think of like some of the members missing. Oh, and they could cash it out. Yes. But then they have to prove it. And then the insurance company can just say like, no, denied. Well, some people fake alien abductions, I'm sure. Okay. So if they can fake one, or they even can just... fake it, but then like, how do they prove it? I don't know. How else do they prove it? I don't like, know. yeah. It, it how just... are you a question? <sighs> I'm stressed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stressed. I continue to be stressed. I just want to know what insurance company did this. Um, yeah. Um, anyways, I guess I cannot answer my follow up question because I was going to say, um, if they're all eventually going to be, you know, to that, to the next level mm-hmm. and, and they're going to be like amongst the alien. I don't really know how this works at all. It's all been confusing me, but let's say they all get abducted and they're with the aliens and, you know, woo, they're happy. Mm-hmm. Who is that money going to? Whoever but, but, claims takes exactly, out the claim. Exactly. So I'm just like, okay, that makes sense if they have somebody mysteriously, quote unquote, disappear because then they get more money. Realistically, I bet Doe was the only beneficiary on it. Probably. So again, like. But he could have literally murdered all of these people. I know. I just said, oh, it was aliens, aliens. as he's holding a bloody knife. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. kidding. I'm kidding. Um. But even though they took out this insurance policy, um, they would never cash it out because that would be $50 million if it covers... Sorry, I just had that realization. Because there's 50 people of the group, that would be $50 million. A million per person? Mm -hmm. 50 total? What the... That'll buy you a small cottage in uh, Los Angeles, California. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'll buy you a one-bedroom house. Yeah. Um, but no, that's fucking crazy. I want to know what insurance company did this. I will, uh, we'll do some research. Um, but anyways, um, by March 1997, the Heaven's Gate website posted an update stating that after 22 years, this was the marker, 
quote unquote marker they've been waiting for. The spaceship from the level above human was coming and the classroom on earth was coming to a conclusion and they're graduating to human evolutionary um, level and they are prepared to leave and go with T, which is nettles. Um, still offering the chance to get a boarding pass, quote unquote, to prepare um, for membership in their kingdom to experience boundless caring and nurturing. This was taken from ex- like almost word for word from the Heaven's Gate website, which is still up today, which I have a link if you want to look at it. Oh, I looked at it before. <laughs> yeah. Um, they literally had that and were still offering membership. Um, Apple... Apple White started making tapes titled Doe's Final Exit on March 19th, 1997. Um, now talking about suicide, even though previously T and Doe had taught that suicide was seen as turning your back on the next level and that you shouldn't do it because you wouldn't be able to achieve the next level. And now Doe is saying suicide is one of the options to achieve that next level. Um. So now suicide would help them shed their vessels and help them ascend to the spaceship following hail bop. Um, each member filmed goodbye tapes on this day as well, preparing for the events that were about to take place. So the suicides happened in groups. So we're moving into Endgame. Yeah. Yes. Um, So they happened in groups of 15, 15, and then 9 between March 22nd. Well, they started on March 22nd, it was assumed, and um, was done on March 24th or 25th. Um, They mixed phenobarbitals or, yeah, barbital, phenobarbital with applesauce or pudding and then drank vodka after. Um, they would then secure a plastic bag around their head to ensure asphyxiation. Um, so like, let's say the first group did that. Mm-hmm. The next group would remove the plastic bags from um, the bodies and pose it to lay neatly in its own bed, um, the faces and torso covered by a square purple cloth for privacy. Ew. That just gives me a huge ick. Imagine having to like yes. move somebody's body and knowing that you're some, somebody's going to do that to you and that you have to do that. Yes. Um, Applewhite was the third to last person to die. The final two being the ones found with plastic bags over their heads and no purple cloth covering them. For obvious reasons. Um, they had sent out packages to... Heaven's Gate's affiliates, one of them being a man named Rio D'Angelo, who received his package on March March 25th. Um, Rio's package contained a letter stating that they had taken, uh, or no, they had exited their vehicles. It had Doe's final exit tape and the farewell tapes from all the members. He informed his boss at the time about the contents of the package and him and his boss drove from L.A. to the mansion in Rancho Santa Fe. Rancho Santa Fe. Um, he entered through a back door that was intentionally left unlocked. And he videotaped 
what he found within the house, which was like just basically all the bodies mm-hmm. and like the poison and the pudding and applesauce and all that the cocktail stuff. somewhat yes. might call it. Um he exited the house and he called the authorities once outside, placing an anonymous tip suggesting they do a welfare check on the members of the house. Um, San Diego Sheriff's Department responded to the call. The first responding officer entered through the side through a side door. Um, he entered, saw 10 of the bodies and smelled the decomposing bodies. Um, the California heat had sped up decomposition and him and a second responding officer searched the house for survivors and there was no one alive in the house. Um, all 39 members were found. They were ranging from 26 to 72. They were found wearing identical black shirts, sweatpants, brand new Nike decades, which were black and white. Um, our band patches reading heaven's gate away team. Um, and this was, this was like showing, I guess like inspiration taken from Star Trek. Okay, you can kind of see it. Yeah. Um, They had a form of identification on them, and they had a $5 bill and three quarters in their pocket. Um, Applewhite was found seated on the bed in the master bedroom. So regarding the money found in their pocket, it was said to be um, standard and a humorous way to say that they left the planet permanently. So this is something that um, when someone left the group or the mm-hmm. cult, they would give them this $5 and 75 cents. Mm. Okay. So and all this, the bodies had it for that reason. Yeah. And so this was allegedly standard for them. And um, the $5 was the cost of vagrancy laws and the quarters were for contacting home. Um, another former member, said that it was a reference to Mark Twain as the cost of a ride on the tail of a comet, but there's no known writing where Mark Twain writes that specific passage. So that's like not supported by anything. It was 575, right? Yeah. Did he ever, was there ever like a a written passage where he said 575 for something, for like a ride from X, I don't know about that. There, okay. Yeah, I don't know. Mark Twain. I read one. Well, not even a whole book from him for school once, and that's it. I never did the required reading for school. So wow, what a rebel! What a nerd you are! No, (laughs) fuck you. Call me. Um, Applewhite was also a fan of Nikes, and so of course they had to be fashionable and wear them. Mm -hmm. Gotta Uh, have that drip before you have to give it all up. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god. But it was also said that Applewhite got a good deal on them shoes. Where he bought them all shoes and they were just they offered him a really good deal. What was it? Uh not a company discount, like a bulk discount, I guess. Maybe. I mean if he got like a hundred of them. I don't know at what point he got the shoes, but I don't know either. But yeah, he got a deal on them. They would also frequently um, say, just do it, 
but they would change the do to do, so they would just say, just do it. Oh, kind of like, what would Jesus do? But yeah. it's just do it. He yeah. made his own slogan. Yes. Um, so if you're familiar with Star Trek, um, nope. the actress who played Uhur, Lieutenant Uhura, um, Nichelle Nichols, her brother was a member of the cult, and he was one of the members found on that day. And then John Craig was a former politician who was also found on this day. Yikes on Trikes. That, honestly, um, I don't know how to say her name. The Star Trek woman. Nichelle. Nichelle. How awful and how bizarre is it to think that your brother, who is in this cult that follows mm-hmm. Star Trek, rather than going to you and like geeking out about it, maybe, decided to just join the cult that is only like a spinoff of what you were already working on. Yeah. That's so, ugh. it gives me a huge ick. I just think it's sad that she lost her brother. <laughs> I mean, it's sad that all these people yeah. lost their lives. Yeah, it's sad that all of them just committed this mass suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, I wonder if they were scared. I would think no, because it's not like like in Jonestown. You had kids, you had babies, mm-hmm. and you had, but um, you had armed individuals forcing these kids and babies to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, versus this, I don't want to say it was chill, but it was just like. They were technically I'm doing sure, it of their own. Yeah, I'm shit. sure he told them, you don't have to do this. But just being manipulated into because it. even the two after Applewhite mm-hmm. was dead, they still followed through with killing themselves. Do we know exactly who they were? Were they like the most devoted followers? Because that's the only reason I I would think that they would be the last two, anyways. I don't know. Well, shit. So all 39 bodies were cremated. Um, There were unfortunately, or like copycat suicides following this event. Um, One of them was a man, 58, was found on March 31st by his friend dressed similarly, similarly to those of Heaven's Gate with a note dated from March 27th stating that he was going to go with those who had gone before him. Um, but he had no previous connections to Heaven's Gate. Um, three former members also took their lives following the mass suicide. So two were in a hotel room on March or in May 6, 1997. Um, Wayne Cook and Chuck Humphrey attempted to take their life in the hotel room, similar to the group suicide or the group suicide. Um, Cook did die as a result, but Humphrey survived. However, he would later kill himself in February 1998. Um, there was a third former member who died to um, from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in May of 1997 as well. 
So Alan Hale, who discovered Hale Bop, discussed um, the events and what had happened. So he had discussed the importance of comets and history. Um, he was saying there was no evidence to support what Heaven Gate, Heaven's Gate believed. Um, and he condemned the mass suicide, urging those to use their own mind to make their own reason and decision for things. Um, but he had reportedly said to a friend or a colleague that um, suicides were going to happen as a result of the discovery of this comet. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so part of the reason people think that T and Doe were so successful is that they were so accepting of everybody and they didn't turn you away for believing whatever religious religious beliefs you had. Mm -hmm. So whether you were Buddhist, whether you were agnostic, whether you were Christian, Catholic, whatever, um, they wouldn't turn you away. They gave people an accepting community that people might've been looking for in the seventies and eighties. Um, psychologists think they didn't really use psychological control over people so much as people were just honestly believing their teachings. Mm. Um, they did, however, isolate them socially, um, get their complete obedience and making them make a long-term commitment to this cult. Um, the majority of the members found that day. So of the 39, a majority of them were members for more than 20 years. Um, the media did dub Applewhite as the gay guru, um, focusing on his sexuality when they were reporting on the group, but it is not thought to be the main reason as to why he started this whole cult. Mm -hmm. Um, psychologists and like other people who had studied, heaven's gate think it's one of the many factors as to why he started this whole thing with nettles um their website is still active being continued by former members and the tila foundation which is the evolutionary level above human so i ask you um do you want to know how you present day can ascend and enter to the next level because they gave four methods as to how you can graduate to the next level. Oh, goodness. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Tell me. What, what can I do? So there's the physical pickup onto a, a spacecraft that transfers you to the next level body aboard this spacecraft. Um, there's natural death. So the second method is natural death, accidental death, or death from random violence. What? <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. These all sound really like specific. And all I'm hearing is just if you die, if you die, you can ascend to the next level. Yes. The third method is outside persecution that leads to death. So this method would be like. So basically, Applewhite had heard about what happened to the Branch Davidians in Waco, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, what happened at Ruby Ridge. And so he started to become scared that the government would come after his group. Mm -hmm. And so this is why outside persecutions, if you were to die due to outside persecution, you'd basically go to the next level. He's just making it up as he goes. Yeah. 
the last um, one, method four, is willful exit from the body in a dignified manner. So this is basically Applewhite saying that you are going to abandon your human body and achieve the next level um, as Jesus had done, but Jesus didn't kill himself. <laughs> but this is basically saying you're, you're committing doing, suicide, huh? I guess willingly doing it. Because, I mean, he, I guess, he, yeah, he, he did died ask for God. our sins, Allie. Yeah, but God, but not in the way God. that, like, he didn't want to. Yeah. Um, again, all I'm hearing for Jesus like. Jesus was coerced into <laughs> to die. New conspiracy theory. Jesus was conversed. Coerced. <laughs> conversed. He, he did ask do- God. He was dog. He did ask God. He was Damn. like, do I really have to do this? And God was like, yeah. He's like, yes, yeah, son. You gotta. He didn't want to, though. I don't remember a lot. Um, anyways, back to everything else. All I'm hearing is, if you die, by any means, including suicide, because usually that's the one thing that, you know, the Bible says, like, it's bad. You'll go to hell if you do that. Yikes on trikes, by the way. Um, but if you die, by any means, you're still going to send. So he doesn't need to add all those stipulations. He's just fitting it more and more to like his specific situations. Yeah. But that's the thing is that he originally mm-hmm. said suicide is a no-no. But towards the end, maybe he was wanting, it could have been like Jim Jones. It's thought that Jim Jones wanted to kill himself, but mm-hmm. he was scared to kill himself by himself. So he did the mass suicide thing. And on top of that, he didn't even shoot himself. One of his followers shot him. So it could have been similar to that where Applewhite wanted to kill himself, Mm -hmm. but didn't want to kill himself by himself or by his own hand. Well, actually, technically he did if he ate the applesauce or pudding and drank the vodka, but... Mm -hmm. I don't, know. I don't think he initially wanted to, but maybe after Nettle's death, again, like he processed the death very poorly mm-hmm. and he wanted to join her. Yes. Because that's his soulmate. But he was probably afraid of doing it. That's his best friend. Yeah, that's my best friend. God, you guys are toxic for each other. Yes. But yeah, that is um, Heaven's Gate. You can still watch the initiation videos on YouTube. Um, Weird that they would leave it up. I mean, it's... What I think is interesting is now, mm-hmm. YouTube, there are two videos that supposedly talk about self-harm. And YouTube, instead of taking them down, um, just has like a disclaimer that says, this video See, talks about self, self-harm. self oh, And it has like a link at the bottom that says, if you or someone you know is struggling with um, suicidal thoughts, please click this link or something or like that. Or contact your mental health people. Yeah. Okay, when you say that kind of stuff, do you mean like they're telling you how to do it or how to be safe about it or like aftercare or something like that? The Heaven's Gate video? No, no, the self-harm one. Oh, I don't know. I didn't click the link. Oh, okay. 
Never mind. No, 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 not the not the link underneath the YouTube video. I'm talking about the actual YouTube video. Oh no, because it's the, the link is just going to take you to um like mental health. Yeah, it's going to take you so to the suicide hotline. Yeah, it's going to take you to those people. I'm talking about. Okay, listen, uh, I'm not going to out them because. This is a very niche thing. There are communities out there that talk about like self-harm and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they'll just talk about their experiences. Oh. And they'll talk about things like, here is how far you would go if you were to do these things. Yes. And this is when you would need to seek medical help. Yes. Here are the basics of how to take care of these self-harm wounds so that you can be safe about it. Because preventative measures are just as important as the other kinds of measures. That is what I'm talking about. Is the is the video talking about like those kinds no, of things? No, 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 no. This is just like um, Apple White talking and saying how the willingness, the willful exit of the body is um, one of the ways you can reach the next plane of existence. Oh. So it's not like he's telling you how to, you know. He's just saying the willful exit of the body. So like suicide. He's insinuating mm-hmm. suicide Yeah. Um, as one of the ways to reach the next level. Oh, I thought you were talking about like two completely separate videos. I didn't no, no, think no, no. that this was like a Heaven's Gate video. No, no, no. It was part of his, in- his 12 part series. Okay. Um, well, my argument to that is this was a very dangerous thing that happened. Um, kind of like, I don't remember if it was a New Zealand shooting, how there was video of that. Mm-hmm. Um. Or no, I'm trying to I'm trying to think of something else. My brain's farting right now. But there are certain videos out there that like they were made public and now it is illegal to show on websites. So I think the New Zealand shooting one, if it was like live streamed or there was a live yeah. stream of it, um if that's the one that I'm thinking of, you're not allowed to post that. So if somebody were to put it on YouTube, it would get taken down. Because Heaven's Gate was such a tragic event and it led to a lot of harm, I would think that YouTube would want to take down those videos or at least restrict them to only like educational people like uh, as like an archival library for yeah. like actual people who study like psychology or things in that realm. Yeah, I don't know. It's just um, this random guy on YouTube <laughs> <laughs> uploaded all the everything all the parts to the yeah. video so i mean i'm glad it's there because you can watch it now and it's been i think it's been up there for years i'm sure there's a lot of co- buddy i found uh an amv that i watched like when i was from like maybe 14 15 years ago yeah there's a lot of things that should have been taken down it's got copyrighted music there are a lot of things that slipped through um but yeah that's it that's all i have for you gotcha also i just want to say I did find the company that did insure them with the alien abduction thing. What company? Yeah. Um, so the it's Goodfellow Rebecca Ingram Ingram's Pearson, known as Grip. Um, they were the ones who offered the alien insurance to Heaven's Gate. Well, didn't offer it to them, but you know they were insured through them. Uh, and then following everything, they actually took down the policy because they didn't want to repeat um, everything. I was say I can't get alien insurance. N- not through, um, not through grip. You might be able to do it through other people, but I don't know. It's also this article came out in 1997, but it's not like they cashed out on it. Yeah, but it's because it's dangerous. It led to dangerous behavior. 
I guess. Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, they also have other weird policies. Um, virgins against immaculate conception. Prostitutes against loss of earnings from headache and backache. Conversion to werewolf or vampire. Death or serious injury through paranormal activity. And an, I don't know what this means. This last word means. Unfaithful husbands against bobbiting. Bobbiting? Bobbiting. I don't I didn't read that. Oh, this was a reference to John Bobbitt, whose wife severed his penis in 1993. So that I was gonna say that that's probably it. Yeah. I mean that's in the article that oh, okay. this is all coming from. <laughs> um but yeah, that's the only thing I wanted to add on here. Um they don't offer that through this insurance company anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's all because of Heaven's Gate. But yeah. That's all I have for you. Wow. Thank you for enlightening me in the good way. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. You can find us on YouTube and Instagram. I was like thinking, do we still use X? No, we don't. No. <laughs> We're going to continue thinking this. Maybe we should just make the Threads account. <laughs> we should. I but- should just make myself a Threads account. I feel so bored without Twitter. Um, but you can find us on Instagram and YouTube at Ofric Pod or Ofric Podcast. Anyways, thanks for listening in. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.